everybody. Um, this is Kimberly. I am an eternal life student, which simply means human. And um, at the end of the day, that is really the only title that we need. I like to consider people like open books, and I think it's important for us to learn from each other. So today, um, I have a guest speaker. His name is Keith Chanel. And hi, Keith, how are you doing? Good, and you, ma'am? Doing good. Thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate it. Um, Thank you for allowing me to be here. Of course. Um, so today's topic is stigmas surrounding recovery, relapse, and harm reduction techniques, correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay, this is a, this is a very important topic. Um, there's a lot we can learn from this. So I appreciate you taking the time uh, to discuss this with us. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the topic? Yes, ma'am. I want to speak about recovery and relapse and the harm reduction technique for a couple of reasons. Uh, a lot of the general public is not aware of what the harm reduction technique is. And a lot of uh, the majority, I'd say it's split in half as far as the recovery field does not support this uh, type of program because of the misuse and a misunderstanding of its purpose and how it should be operated in. Okay. Could you tell yes, us a little more about it? The harm reduction technique was designed maybe 20, 25 years ago, and the government started this. And it was, uh, and this when they started what's called the methadone program. Okay. What it, yes, ma'am. And what it was was to bring people in to get them off of heroin and other types of opiates at the level that they were at and gradually reduce them to where they were no longer taking anything. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes, ma'am. But what happened was, is that the people somehow or another, for whatever reason, mm -hmm. they end up being on that harm reduction technique for years, 20, 30 years and never oh, coming off. Okay. And, so and, and you have to pay to be on this and, and you get government assistance to be in this. So mm -hmm. I'm not sure if there's any corruption in that. Oh, wow. I just <laughs> know what I'm saying. But I know. Yes, ma'am. Okay. And I happen to be a recovery coach who practices the harm reduction technique. And I have people from all over the United States who call me. What mm -hmm. my, my, my purpose is, is when they call me, they're getting ready to use. I'm on the phone in case something happens to them. I can call and get them help. Oh, good. Okay. Yes, man. There's people that do not want to, uh, to quit cold turkey. And I understand that. Right. I spent 11 days myself personally mm -hmm. in a detox, in a detox. And it, and, it was, and it was one of the worst times ever of my life, right. but it was enough for me not to go back and do it again. Okay. No, that's great mm -hmm. that you were able to do that. Yes, ma'am. And that's when I decided that I wanted to help people like me because I've seen so many people come in there and they'd stay for a day or two till this sickness really started to kick in and then they would run out the door. Yeah. Like there is, there are, there's many pathways to the program of recovery. Mm-hmm. Yeah what's available and then have the support and the help to get you there right and i just don't think that there's enough help or support to my government as mm -hmm. i say the whole right. and that the, the, the community as a whole who do not i don't know if there's anybody in the world who doesn't have a ha, hasn't been touched by addiction or, or some type of you know and this really is an illness 
Yeah, no, it is. It, 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 they say it, it actually can like rewire your brain, you know, and makes the addiction, it becomes a part of you. It's, it's not as simple as um, a choice sometimes, right? It really is. Whenever, whenever I first got clean and, and I was no longer using, I was like, okay, I'm good, I, you know? And then yeah. the next thing you know, all these things that it talks about, and I'm, and I'm going to use the 12 step program on this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here is that six and seven talk about shortcomings and defects of character. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that I was crazier when I first got clean than when I was when I was out there. Using. <laughs> yeah, it's different, right? But you're facing the world with open eyes where before you could keep them closed and, and be comfortable and safe and, and numb to it, basically, right? What happens is, yes, ma'am, is that somehow or another, between the drug use and the lifestyle that we have to surround ourselves in, because it, it involves a lot of criminal activity. There's no way you can legally use except for right. one of these programs that the government supports, which I don't support. I'm going to stand there. Right, but that's okay. It's that we learn to cut off. I learned. I can't mm-hmm. say what anybody but I learned to cut off my humanity skills. Mm-hmm. No feelings, no emotions. Just go through, go through whatever I have to go through to get what I had to get. To, to escape what I was running it's survival right you're doing this you're basically doing survival technique yes ma'am right? but there's no there's no empathy for the for the human race right everybody everybody's a victim everybody gets taken hostage mm-hmm. and if you're not meeting the need that I have at that time you're taking up space and need to move because there's someone that needs to fill that space yeah no I, I would agree with that that that's that's with many different types of addiction right? All yes, different ma'am. types. Yes. Just, yes, ma'am. Because we can be a dig- anything that causes unmanageability in my life. I have to take a look at it and see. I'm a gym rat. Mm-hmm. I have to. Sp- I have to watch myself because once getting clean, I started. Uh, I started working out. Okay. And I gradually increased to seven days a week to mm-hmm. twice a day. Okay. And, and it was killing me physically. The joints are coming apart. You know, right. I'm almost 60 years old, so. Aww. It's a big difference, right. you know, but learning and then eating. Oh, you can overeat healthy. Yes. And, and, and it can overact, make your immune system overreact and mm-hmm. cause all kind of mental, all kind of uh, physical illness yeah. that I wasn't aware of, but I know about now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they say a lot of times what addiction can can create many addictions once you have once you have that mindset set into you. Um, so did you start to get um, addicted to going to the gym, you think? Yes, ma'am, very much so. So even I, though it was better for you health-wise, it, it ended up turning out not good in the, until you realized it and, and focused and said, okay, this, this is harming me now, right? Ma'am, yes, ma'am. What you said earlier made so much sense that a lot of people overlook is the rewiring of the brain. Yeah, it's my disease. Okay, I'm not physically ingesting any kind of illegal or legal substance now. Mm-hmm. So now I'm I'm getting it through the gym, and then when the gym, whenever I realized the gym was an issue, then I had to look at everything around that aspect, which was the over of oh, the the healthy diets, you know. The yeah. and I one day I'd be like I'd want to uh, I'd want to put a little size on, so I would be I would eat real healthy, mm-hmm. you know, and put on a lot of weight, and then six months down the road, I'd want to cut up. So I would, I would drop 40 pounds and the emotions, right. The mental that it plays in the mind when you go up and down like that. Yeah. You make, it would make ourselves crazy. 
Yeah, you're you're kind of getting your your instant gratification a different way. You know, you're you're finding the things that are um are are peaking that part of your your mind, and um you don't even realize it um until after the fact, right? Um, yes, ma'am. You usually have to experience some type. I sorry, I have yeah. to experience some type of consequence mm -hmm. or some type of unmanageability that hits me in the face. Right. It says, look here, Keith. This is this is becoming an issue that's unhealthy for you. I try not to gauge life or anything in life as good and bad, but healthy or unhealthy. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. I mean, yes, okay. So here's a question for you. Um, okay. I think that a lot of things in life, this is a personal opinion, um, is done by choice. Um, you, you can make good choices. You can make bad choices, right? Healthy choices, unhealthy choices. But um, in the end, it's, it's up to the individual that has to make the choice of what they want to do. So for example, um, I can't tell you what to do, right? I can't make the choice for you. It has to be your own choice to want to recover, to uh, want to keep an eye for things that be could be causing you harm or a different type of addiction. Would you agree yes, with that? Very much so. And it's funny you say that because this has been a discussion that I've had with my sponsor over the last couple of weeks is that- Oh, really? The power of choice. Yes. People- such as myself, who are, who are is in recovery, mm -hmm. we when we have the power of choice to choose about things, we have to base. I have to base it off of rationale and experience. But if I take and place an expectation on that outcome of that choice I just made, yeah, it's what's called a down payment on a future resentment. Yeah, it never works out the way I directly planned it. But it always works out for my benefit if I do what I'm supposed to do and practice some integrity. True. Very true. Expectations can cause a lot of problems, um, you know, and it can make you feel bad. Um, even though you think you're, you're kind of reaching for a goal, you're actually doing reverse. Right. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And, and, and every I believe everybody, not just those of us who are who are who are have some type of addiction, mm -hmm. but normal people. You know, and I'm not sure if there are many left in the world. I was just going to say that word normal really does not apply anymore. <laughs> you know what? Here's something I told my sponsor when I first got clean is that and sober. I says, I want to I want to be a, like a normal human being. Mm -hmm. And uh, she says, the only thing normal in this world is the setting on a washing machine. Other than <laughs> that, there isn't. I would and, agree you know, with that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, going to be very true. Yes. If you start it's talking to people, ma'am, oh, sorry. Uh, if you start talking to people and you start learning more about them, you'll realize more and more people are just, you know, they have problems just like everybody else. Um, they're hiding it. You know, they're not sharing it. Um, the more honest people are with each other, you'll you'll realize you're not alone. We all have something we're working on. You know, we all have a problem that we're trying to face. Um, and, and that's I think that is what normal should be. Right. Uh, normal is everybody working to be better. Right. That should be a normal. Yes, ma'am. Across the board. We're all looking out for each other's best best interests. Yeah. And to help serve each other. Yes. And that keeps it's. Because people who aren't in, who don't have addictive personalities, mm -hmm. they don't know. But if you'll watch them, they'll use some of the principles that the 12 steps are based off of and not even realize. 
Yes. You know what I mean? I and do. then they'll struggle just like we do. And mm-hmm. then and eventually after enough pain or unmanageability, they'll come to to a reasonable uh, a reasonable way to handle this that is healthy and not unhealthy. Yes. So yeah. they're not really any different than us, but we but and that's the way that I view people who aren't have addictive personalities, but people who do not have addictive personalities, we're they we tend to be looked down on. Mm-hmm. That's what you were saying about the stigma, right? Some people, yes, ma'am. Some people do have not or do not know that they've had contact with someone in their family or friends that have addictive personalities. They usually, when something is rubs them the wrong way they back off from that friendship or that they they keep that family at a distance and they don't get to experience or see that it truly is a a disease and and that needs to be dealt with in that manner not just a you know i i had the choice Mm -hmm. the first time i ever used right but when it came to the end i didn't have a choice to stop using i'll tell you this much and and it was just me i got i got to the program of recovery by grace because mm-hmm. I did everything I could to self-destruct. I did nothing Aww. to better my life for anyone around me when I was out there. Right. Now, coming in, I find that I'm still here by grace because, <laughs> God, do I have so many character flaws. Aww. But I practice every day treating people with love and respect and dignity. And it, whether I get it back or not, I hope and pray that somewhere down the line that they'll pass it on. Never, if they never show it to me at all, it doesn't matter. That's right. I mean, that that shows that you you have compassion and you're doing it for the right reason. You're not expecting something in return. You're 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 giving it um, away freely, and and yep. and that's that's the way it should be. Um, when you're trying to help, you're not asking for a reward. You're just helping, right? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. And. When I first got clean, ma'am, I didn't think like that. I didn't. I was just like, because there's a thing in there called the nine step promises. And what, what, and I didn't come in there to get clean or sober. I came in there to see if they were lying about what okay. they were promising. Yeah, you want to prove themselves, right? <laughs> yes. And the nine step promises talks about that we will intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us, which is where I was at because I was immature up here. I really was. Okay. And, it, and you know, here's, a lot of people do not realize that we, everyone is conditioned by the society they were brought up in yes. and, and trained through traditions of their family and upbringing, but also the, the social uh, friends that they kept. You're, yeah. you're affected by that. Of course, yes. And, and when we don't take a look at all of that, we can have false belief systems Mm-hmm. that causes a lot of harm but are so comfortable to us we refuse to let it go because we've been practicing it for so many years yeah no it's true and you know sorry about that <laughs> um mm-hmm. you know, it, it's true that you don't realize what you're surrounded by um and and if it's harmful if if that's all you know that's your comfort zone and you don't even realize it's unhealthy so yeah and until yeah. you or your eyes are open or, or you learn what does healthy even mean, you don't even know you're in the wrong direction sometimes. Exactly. Right? And I didn't know. Yes, ma'am. And I didn't know about boundaries. Mm, yeah. Boundaries is a hard one. Yeah. Cause I need, there's three types of things that I need to look at in boundaries. I need to, I need to know that I have to have boundaries that yeah. protect me from you or people in the world. 
Yeah. And I have to have boundaries that protect you from me. Yes. But then I have to have boundaries that protect me from me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? A lot of people don't talk about that. That's a really good topic. That it's a very important topic that people don't realize that they are their own harm. You know. Yeah. Yes, and it's and it and it comes because I've been conditioned mm-hmm. to think or or believe or see perception, see things in a certain way. Yeah. Without stepping outside that box and saying, "Hey, man, this is there is a different view here. There is a different way. Yeah. And it may be painful, but it's mm-hmm. not as painful as staying the same." True. Very true. That's that's where it's so important. Where talking to other people, you, you might learn something different. You know, you might say, Hey, wait a minute. I didn't realize that just, just like our conversation right now, boundaries within your own self. Some people may have never even thought of such a subject. Um, but by just listening to you talk about it, you're going to get them thinking and saying, wait a minute, you're right. There are things I do that I shouldn't be doing. I shouldn't be thinking, you know, and and that's why it's so important to communicate. It really is. And I didn't, and like I said, when I first got in, I wasn't about this at this mm-hmm. level right. of uh, recovery. But man, one thing I do know that it's true. When the student's ready, the teacher will appear. You know, this, this lady that sponsored me now has changed my life so dramatically. She is definitely God's sin, if I may oh, say. That's great to so hear. Glad. I love her and respect her with all my heart. Her and her husband have just change my but here's one thing i can be on the phone doing this harm reduction technique with someone in california or someone in south carolina or virginia mm-hmm. and it could be of any age or any sex and you can tell the, the, and it never really affected me because mm-hmm. you can tell they're, they're changing the voice and the attitude and their demeanor when they're talking to you like they're all right like i am to you right now and then after right. they've done what they use right now uh, this is a hard one okay I have a son, mm-hmm. and I, his name is Halen. Okay. And he's 37 years old, and he happened to be on this. And I and I have a web page for this, a link. Okay. And uh, he happened to call me up, and I wasn't aware that he was at. I knew he was spearmining, but I didn't know he was at that level or that he was at abuse. Okay. The first couple of times that my son called me and he says, "Dad, I want you to listen to me while I use." <laughs> oh. Oh, God, let me tell you what, man. It was, uh, I prayed the whole time. Right. And, and then here's how cunning my disease is. That about the second or third time he did this. Right. I could actually feel the dope in my vein. I could taste it in the back of my throat. I could feel the heat. And I actually got physically sick throwing up, wow. like if I had actually used. And, uh. And I, and I told him, I said, hey, man, I can't, I can't, I can't do this for you. And, uh, and he, said, he said, dad, I can't talk to no one else about this. I don't right. trust him. Anymore. He's still using. Right. He has, uh, he has had some lengths of, uh, of dry time. I won't call it recovery. Okay. He's been up to seven days without any using. And uh, I'm sorry. No, that's but, okay. That's yeah. That's part of your life. He's he's part of you, you know. That's. He tells me, he says, "Dad, he says, uh, I want to quit, but I don't want to quit." And he says, "And uh, why can't I wait like you and wait till I get old and then really put effort into it?" And I said, "God, I said, son, God does not give everybody the same measure of grace. Everybody is right. different. Yeah, and, and he may not give that to you. 
I'm here solely because of his love and, and favor and mercy, not because of anything I did, because I was, uh, I had overdosed three times in eight days. Oh, my goodness. Before I got clean. Wow. And the same EMT guy came. And, and the third time he came, he had to not only he had to hit me to bring me back. Right. And when he brought me back, he says, welcome back. And I was oh like, goodness. what have you done? Uh, I had escaped. I said, you know what kind of lifestyle people like me live? And you brought me back to this crap? Are you serious? Yeah. Why? Today I, know, today I know why. See? God is, do you know, I don't know, but life is so amazingly beautiful and painful. Very, yes, very painful. Very, yeah. To be clean. Sometimes it's really hard to be clean and live clean. You mm -hmm. know, and it's not about. It's not about actually picking up. I don't think about using today as much. Sometimes it hits me, but not that often anymore. Right. But what hits me is that behavior. Me acting as if I had been using. Me acting as if I've been up for days on end. Me acting as just wanting to cover my head up, not get out of bed. Not wanting to shower. Not wanting to brush my teeth. Yeah. Life it's can do that to you. It will give you those yeah. feelings. Yeah. But we have tools. We, yes. have, we have steps. We have programs that yeah. can help us do this. And I want to know, and it, what, and the reason, and I really want to say something about this before we get too far sure. or get run out of time is that harm reduction technique. I do not support the government systems out there. Mm -hmm. the, the methadone program, but okay. you know, and, and we've got these programs on uh, other web pages. I won't, I won't say who they are, but they, uh, they're offering uh, Suboxone and mm -hmm. uh, Subutex that you can go see a virtual doctor. Mm -hmm. and, and get a prescription and never have to actually go in for a blood work or anything like okay. that to be tested or do a psych social to see if you oh, are wow, really? really so anybody can get this online now and i do not support these no. programs yeah because it's all about the money man and if you really and they say well we really care and we're gonna if you really care then our government will put more money in long-term treatment i do not believe yes. in 28 day programs you, yeah. you can't get your head out of your <laughs> no, it's, it's true you can't just put you can't just give medicine you know what do you want to call you you can't just say here this is going to fix you and and then say okay you, you know good luck you can't do that this is something that is going to be a lifelong uh process and you're going to have to try to heal from it and like you said those are the ones those are the type of programs that you need to learn what has caused this? What are the tools you can use to face it? So that when you're starting to feel anxious, you're starting to feel that you want to use, um, you can identify it. Same thing, simple as uh, um, the going to the gym and switching your addiction to something else. You know, it's, yeah. it's addiction that you're focusing on. And, and okay, so there's a quote that I was telling you about earlier. I had, I had seen, right? Um, on one of your uh, posts, it says, addiction is a feeling disease. And using is a way to numb those feelings. And I think that's the perfect definition because it is to get rid of feeling, right? And medicine is not going to help you with that. You have to identify what are those feelings that are causing you so much pain so that you can heal from it. Would you agree? Yeah. You are so on point, young lady. It's, it's amazing. See, when someone comes up and how are you doing today? Oh, I'm good. Yeah. No. Oh, but if someone asks you how you feel, I'm okay. Well, right. okay is not a feeling. Good is not a feeling. 
Now, am I anxious? Am I depressed? Am I happy? Am I sad? You know, learning these key things because sometimes we we can we can fool, I fool myself a lot. Mm-hmm. So learning how to express how I truly feel, and then and this was a big one for me mm-hmm. once I, when I first started getting clean because when all these when you learn because every one of the steps really are to tear down these walls of, of being numb to start feeling. Yes. You know, and, and whenever I started feeling, and, and my sponsor would be like, it's okay, feel it. If you got to, and I was yeah. told as I grew up in the generation where men don't cry. Right. Women stay pregnant and barefooted and in the, in the kitchen. Yeah, you know no. what I mean? And, Certain generations were like that. That's it, you know? Yeah. And, and that we all are equal yes. and we should all have something to bring to the table that supports each other and not takes away. Correct. So you have to, everyone has to stop hiding from their feelings. Stop, you know, mm. putting on that, the mask to be like, I'm okay. Everything is great. When people can just feel and be open about it, you know, and then they can start to communicate with each other. And, and that's when you can really identify, okay, wait a minute, this person's not feeling so great today. Maybe I can help them a little bit to bring them up. You know, um, maybe that person uh, needs They're a little support. Yeah, ma'am. Oh, are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. Just a yes, little ma'am. Bit. Just a technical difficulty. We're good. Yeah, I was sorry. I didn't hear what you said. Oh, that's I was okay. outside in air conditioning over here in the house. <laughs> and, uh, no, that's okay. It's important. It's like, see, believe it or not, we men, and, and I'm very few of them, you, we'll laugh about this when women ain't around, but we gossip more than y'all do. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we can sit there and express our feelings to each other mm-hmm. on a certain level, but we never really get to the root of what you know what I mean because yes. of that ego, that manly pride. Yeah, it's and you true. know what? I will not allow pride to kill me today, and I will not allow pride to deprive me of the relationships that I'm I'm capable of having. Okay. You know, my feelings, and emotions are valid and need to be acknowledged. Yes. And accepted and felt that I do not have to allow them to, to, to cause me to respond or react in a way that is destructive or negative in my life or anyone else. Yes. And that's that's the issue right there. Learning to step back and breathe for just a minute. Yes. Yep, it's true. So, okay. Yes, ma'am. Do you have anything? You have anything I, I was me? just going to say, um, I'm going to actually start to, to wrap up the show. Uh, we're, we're running out of time. So um, I just want to kind of reiterate some of your key points um, of what we talked yep. about. So uh, again, one of my biggest things that I, I, I really think is important is that, um, you know, addiction is a feeling. It's, it's something that you have to face. Um, it isn't just one thing. Addiction can be uh, put onto lots of different type of things in your life. So it's important for you to take a look at yourself and ask yourself, wait a minute, why am I doing these things? What, what feeling is causing me to act this way, right? Um, I yep. know that yep. you, you're saying that, um, you know, harm reduction techniques um, is something that is, um, people need to look at individually and don't just go for medicine from a pharmacist, right? Instead, it's a lifelong process, right? It's a lifelong process that you'll have to go through, um, but it'll be worth it, right? Very, 
Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. You are awesome. Thank you. It was very nice having you on the show. I appreciate it. Um, You are uh, just another eternal life student, which simply means human, right? We're not all good. We're not all bad. We're just just human. You know what I've been called a human? (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate you taking the time to meet with me today. Um, So um, maybe another time, if I have another podcast, if you're interested to come, we can talk again. Um, I I might do another one. I did one on boundaries, but I like the one about being boundaries with yourself. I think that would be a great topic to discuss. So thank you very much. And have a very good evening, okay? You do the same thing, and I look forward to speaking with you. Yes, ma'am. All right, everybody. uh, Please make sure to check out our YouTube channel, Eternal Life Student. Uh, Subscribe and give us likes. We look forward to your comments. And um, we will talk to you again later on. Thank you so much, and peace be with you. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so hold on one second.